So good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Welcome back to the 21st episode of the Short Track Talk podcast. Today, we have a very young writer here with us. Uh, she just got home from the Canary Islands from a big preseason camp that she had with the team. Uh, she's been performing really well. She made it to top 10 a few times last year in elite uh, cross-country riding. And she's very young and she's bound to be one of the best riders in the future. Or if you can call it like that, because she's already riding with the best riders right now. So for those who don't know who I'm talking about yet, I'm talking about Mona Mittelwarner. Good morning, Mona. How are you doing today? Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot for your big introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing very well. We had a great training camp in Gran Canaria. Just got home. Um, unfortunately, with a stomach flu, not feeling great the past days. Um, but yes, just trying to recover um, and not too worried at this stage of the year. Well, I can imagine. I'm really sorry to hear that. And I would like to thank you uh, for making the effort to be here with us today. And I know it, it's not the best situation, but thank you for coming. And I wanted to ask you, first of all, how was Gran Canaria? How was the weather? Uh, I saw on Instagram that you were surfing a lot. How was that? Yeah, so surfing was um, a big dream since I'm very, very little. I always wanted to go surfing. I also wanted to become a pro surfer um, when I was like, I don't know, 12 years or something. Obviously, when you're living in Tyrol in, in the middle of the Alps, it's not too easy to make that dream come true. Um, and I also think that you really have to grow up next to the sea to really understand the sea. Um, if, yeah, if you, me, if you understand what I mean, mm -hmm. but... I mean, I really enjoyed doing it. It was just a big, big, yeah, big dream come true. Um, I want to do it for sure some more times uh, whenever possible, whenever yeah, whenever it's possible next to cycling and racing. Mm -hmm. um, and Gran Canaria in general was very cool. We had a great time on and off the bike. We had some proper trainings. I tried to stay on the wheels of the boys, which was very, very hard. <laughs> So yeah, I'm feeling great. Um, I I hope that I can also show it in the races soon. For sure, a uh, very strong team this year. Uh, you guys have. I'm sure you've been working a lot this preseason. And first of all, how are you feeling towards this season? What are the goals? Yeah, the the goals are pretty much the same, or maybe a little bit higher. Although I didn't reach my my goals last year, I would say to yeah to win one World Cup. Um, and also to win the overall. I mean, it, it was pretty high to start my elite season, but that's just how I work, I would say. But yeah, goals are the same. Uh, I still want to win the overall World Cup. That's just um, something I always wanted to do. Um, and it's also what I want to do in 2023. But for sure, also the World Championship is a big goal on my mind. Perfect. And I wanted to ask you, uh, last year you had a couple of World Cup podiums, a few. You got second twice, both in Monsantan in Canada and in Andorra. And I wanted to ask you, because technically you're still under 23, which is uh, one of the surprising parts. So how did that feel to be your first elite season and to be there with the best riders and to be riding like that? Yeah, so at some point, so at some point 
in 2021 when I won the under 23 World Cups. It was for me just like they are always talking about the big ones and that yeah you won the under 23 but it's not the same and everything and I just wanted to match myself with the really big names then because I think that's what defines me is to really push myself to the limits and um, not looking for what some like for something that's easy to reach. So yeah, the first year in the lead was definitely not easy. So that yeah, that can be said. I mean, I got sick four times in that year. Um, never have been ill so often. Um, corona hit me two times, which brought me far way back. Than I have started, I would say. So I think I was a little bit unlucky in 2022. But in the end, I mean, you have to, yeah, look for yourself. Did you not get ill in any way? But yeah, you just can't influence some things. So yeah, just let's make a point on that. Um, I got ill too often, in my opinion, to be in a very top shape. I just did not find my training rhythm to peak for world champs for example for example because as i said um when you're out for four times it's yeah it's difficult to push yourself in training then as well and also with the bigger starting field i would i would say just a, a higher quality of riders it's in under 23 you have a bad start and then you fall back but you can fight back to yeah to first place and two laps wherever in the lead if you fall back what i did several times this year um you are just yeah already two minutes behind after two laps and it's just too much to close that gap in former laps remaining um so yeah that's something i learned and something i worked in this winter and also i'm still working on and that's also what i hope is going to be the biggest improve to this season. So, Mona, I kind of wanted to ask you because you're, I would say you're a pretty unique case. In 2020, you're European junior champion and world champion, world junior champion. In 2021, you win every single World Cup in under 23. You win the world championships in under 23 for cross country, but you also win the world championships for marathon. How does a kid, if we can call it that way, a young woman, achieve all of that? How do you stay on the ground? And what where does all the motivation come from? Because clearly the talent is there. It's absolutely crazy to think that every time you've stepped like a category, you've been there from world champion junior to world champion under 23. And then the year after, you just you just went second twice on World Cups. So how do you manage all of that? So I think the most important um, skill you can have is to have a strong mind or a strong head. And I think that's what I have. <laughs> so I'm re really, really ambitious. And when I want to reach something, um, I make sure or I make clear that everything works out, that I can reach it. So every obstacle is not is not there anymore, I would say. It's just... You have to get over it if you want to reach what you want, yeah? So if you are, I don't know, if training hurts or if you think you can't go on or... I mean, if you want to reach, you have to go on. It's 
it's an easy question you have to ask yourself um and also i think because my family really supports me that's like a big 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 influence i would say but on the same side they never made pressure or they never wanted me to win something so of course they wanted that i win but they never said like oh hopefully you win or we want you to win or it was always coming from myself really from my inner self i would say so yeah it's just something that drives me and then having my family which supports me but making no pressure at all is also like yeah one of the biggest advantages i can have and i think it's just a a big puzzle and if all pieces fall together then it works out and yeah in 2022 of course it was not that it was a bad season or something but just some pieces fall apart so i wasn't able to reach my goals but i want to make sure that in 2023 all pieces fall together in the right way okay uh, i see what you mean yeah i mean it was absolutely not at all a bad season first season as an under 23 and you're you're in world cup podiums uh just it's it's something you don't usually see we can call it like that you were seventh in the world championships for cross country eighth uh marathon this year again it's i think it's it's absolutely crazy and it really shows the talent you have and i believe that we'll be seeing a lot of you this year so thank you that's okay i wanted to ask you you've been you've had a lot of wins a lot and you've won everything you've been able to win so far what has been the most special one so far the one that you say this one has really been special i think it it's marathon worlds in 2021 um so it was the the last race of the season pretty much and i went to that start line with basically no expectations or maybe i had expectations on myself because I, I have always expectations but no one around me had expectations so no one could say oh Mona you have to win that or Mona Mitawana is at the start she should win that or she's one of the favorites because I never raced a marathon it was my first marathon and so it was like going to that start line being complete, completely free, having nothing that holds me on the ground, I would say, because it was just trying to race. I mean, it was like my very, very first race where I just went on the start line and didn't know what would happen because it's just a fresh feeling when you do a new, yeah, new kind of race and you don't know how the tactics will be and how nutrition during the race will be because obviously in a cross-country race of 90 minutes you have to feed yourself different than in a five-hour marathon race so it was like so many things could have gone wrong but in the end basically nothing went wrong and I just won and that impressed myself so much and I was yeah it was I think that was the yeah, the biggest win for me so far. Uh, that's fair enough. Uh, thank you for explaining that. And you just mentioned your first race, but I am a little bit curious about something else, which is you mentioned you wanted to be a surfer, but in the Tyrol, it's a little bit difficult unless you start surfing on rivers. And I don't know how that will go, to be honest. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, how did you first 
start riding a bike and start racing? Yeah, so I have to add on the list of being a pro surfer. On my <laughs> so I want when I was young, I was sure I want to be a professional sportswoman. So it was break dancing, it was hockey, it was volleyball. I mean, I I did so many different sports. So I just looked for that one sport that really made me happy. And then I was, uh, wanted to say, yeah, I want to become pro in that. So at the time where I found out that cycling is probably my, yeah, like my number one sport, um, I still played ice hockey and volleyball. But then one afternoon, my dad asked me if I'm ready to join for a bike ride with him because he's a former downhill rider. And I said, yeah, why not? I have time. And after that, I wanted to go bike riding every single day. Uh, so we called the local club, um, which is five, basically five minutes away from me. Um, and they said, yeah, come for, for training. And yeah, and then just everything started. Um, then I also stopped the other sports because being uh, yeah being inside because for volleyball because I didn't play beach volley beach volleyball so I played inside. Um, it was just a different feeling, being in the being outside, being free, feeling the fresh air, being alone in the mountains. So it was not a very difficult decision for me when my parents said, Mona, you should decide now which sport you want to do because my day was from the morning until lunchtime school. Then I went for bike riding until five from five to seven. I played volleyball and from eight to 10, I played hockey. So my parents said, Mona, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> Maybe you should choose one, pick one, please. Otherwise you're going, it's going to be yeah, too much. And yeah, then I said, okay, that's an easy choice. Um, and then I went for bike riding all in. Okay, well, uh, that's an interesting story. And like you mentioned, that sounds a little bit intense, to be fair. So I can agree with your parents. It was it was about time to make a choice. And I wanted to ask you, what is it you enjoy doing besides uh, riding a bike? Although I can't imagine the answer now, but I'll ask anyway. You mean what? why I okay. love riding a bike or what I do, like no. other hobbies? Yeah, what, what other hobbies have you got besides the bike? Okay. So, I mean, surfing could be a new hobby, <laughs> but I'm a big fan of reading, a very big fan of reading. Um, so most of my very free time I spend with reading every kind or different type of book, no matter if it's a, um, a novel or a thriller, I don't really mind. I just want to, I would say, escape in another world for a few, for like for half an hour. I think that's important to separate yourself from yourself for a little bit to get on, yeah, our thoughts. Uh, and another big um, passion of me is baking and cooking. I th I think baking is more is it's more more about baking because I love to make um, self-made cakes um, because I'm very careful about nutrition. So I don't eat any industrial sugar since. A long time now and I feel very good with that but on the same side I don't want to yeah 
you don't have a nice bar during riding. So I invest a lot of time making healthy snacks or yeah, whatever I feel good with. And yeah, I would say that are my two bigger, biggest passions next to cycling. But of course, I also love to spend time with my family or yeah, yeah. Spending time with my family is also very important for me and it also keeps me grounded. So yeah, that's my top three. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I wanted to ask you, you said you were very careful about nutrition. You watch a lot uh, what you eat and how you eat it. Do you have somebody to help you with that? Or is it something you do on your own? So basically, I do it on, on my own. Of course, I, I have my trainers um, to ask for, like for maybe maybe the amount of, of carbs you need for the race or pre-race or something. But basically, I started that whole thing alone already a long time ago. So I'm very lucky with my mom. She's also very in, into nutrition. She's vegan as well as my sister, which makes it very easy for me to eat at home without um, cooking separately every single day. Mm-hmm. So I think my mom had a big impact on me because she's very careful about what she eats and how she like it's it's just an impact for for a child when your mom or your or your parents are careful about what they eat so I think that comes from my mom but in the end I just took some books um, I googled all day long and then just found my way into nutrition and I mean I'm not vegan um, I'm vegetarian and I I'm not a big fan of saying, well, I'm vegan or well, I'm that. I mean, I, in the end, just try to eat however I feel healthy. So if I feel good with with eggs, I eat eggs. If I feel good with dairy products, I eat dairy products, dairy products. If I don't feel good with them, I skip them. So I think it's not all about following one straight line. It's more about following what your, what your body tells you. And of course, that's not easy. Always, I mean, I also have stomach aches sometimes, like at the moment. So, um, yeah. But I just try to give my body, like the best, what I feel or what feels the best. Okay, uh, that's very interesting. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna ask you another question about it. Those riders usually eat a lot of protein and a lot of carbs, and most of the time, that protein comes from meat. So how do you do to make up for all that protein in your body without eating the meat? So that's kind of very easy, I would say, for me. Um, I eat, I mean, that's not my biggest source of proteins, obviously, but I eat protein powder. I think a lot of sports women and men are doing that. But then I also eat a lot of lentils, a lot of beans, a lot of, I mean, there's no, basically no day I don't eat lentils or beans or it's when I think about it, it's, hmm, it's funny because I'm checking my, like my calories intake and my protein intake every day. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm, I can't think about where do I get all my protein from? I just know that I'm always tackling it, okay. but I mean, I, sometimes I also eat dairy products if I feel good with them, not for racists normally, but so like after training something i don't care to eat a little bit of dairy um but i'm very careful about which dairy again so 
maybe I can add that for me it's also about the quality of food so I would rather um, I would rather eat like a self-made bread with maybe something in it which is officially unhealthy than a bought bought bread with sugar in it and everything you know it's about the quality of food and where it comes from where it's grown who made it and everything so that's very important for me um yeah and then yeah i also eat eggs so there are also proteins and i think i mean that's pretty much enough when when you eat enough lentils and beans eggs protein powder um yeah that's pretty much doing the job of course and a uh, different question uh favorite flavor for protein powder because i imagine you do it quite a bit so you have a choice um cacao definitive uh, <laughs> uh there's no question when i when i was a child and i went to to get some ice cream there was just one oh, ice cream i would get and that's chocolate so that and some things never change something's never change of course and yeah so uh this is how are you taking on this season it's going to be a bit more intense it's going to be a very long season uh, for every rider as the world cup it will start in may but it finishes in october this time in canada and i imagine you'll be doing some racing already this month or next month so uh, i wanted to ask you where are you going to start racing so the team and me we are going to kick off the season in in Spain for Chelva and Banyolas. I, I guess most or a lot of riders will kick off their season there. I think it will be a little bit a little World Cup already. Um but I'm looking forward to challenge myself already this early of the year. Um yeah and then the big races are coming up from May onwards. I know that some riders will peak later again late for worlds and everything so you have to be smart this season and i will be smart or i will try to be smart <laughs> and i think that yeah canadale made a big plan for 2023 i'm really confident about that plan and we in the end we, the riders just have to follow it um do the work um rest well get the right nutrition and then i think we will have a very very successful season uh, and I wanted to ask you, uh, you've won everything. Uh, you've well, you've been close to winning everything you've raised, but you haven't been at Olympics yet. And that's next year. So how are you feeling about that? Because if everything goes normal this season, I imagine you'll be in the start line in Paris next year. Yeah, Paris for sure is, yeah, is a big dream. Um. I heard that Olympics are always very different. So like a different race where the approach to race is differently as different and just race itself. So I'm also, I would say quite curious or quite excited, but I think in the end, it's always about how, how you feeling or how your legs, I mean, it's in the, in, in the end, it's just about legs, how fast you turn your legs how fast you sm or how hard you smash the cranks but yeah no it's a big dream i mean i w will not lie you will know my you will know my goal for 2024 paris and that's to end up in the top step um i will be 
happy to be give all the next two years. I mean, as I said, we made a big plan with Cannondale and it's not only for 2023. It's also including 2024. So I think I don't have to add anything more than winning is the goal and winning is all what's on my mind. Okay. Uh, that's a very interesting mentality. Uh, it's not what you usually get. So I wanted to ask you, well, you probably, our answer is going to be no, but do you work with a mental coach? Because you have a very strong mentality. So I did not have uh, a mental coach until uh, I think two years ago. Um, and then with one team, that like uh, with one team I worked with, they had one for the team and then I started working with him. Um, and he really helped me with, because of course I'm very strong mentally, but there are always little big details you can work more on, I would say. So it's the same with the bike. You can have a perfectly running bike and you think you have, like you don't need a better, or like a new mechanic or something, but then you find a new mechanic and you get a new mechanic and then he shows you what your bike can do more. And it's the same with, um, yeah, with mental training, I would say. So yes, I'm strong, but sometimes when you have a strong mind, you can also be your biggest enemy. So sometimes when I'm scared about something or if I'm making, like I'm scared about making the wrong decision for a race, because as I said, I want to go best prepared to race. Then the scare can be like, yeah, like more like, a big weight on your shoulders and when you have the big weight on your shoulders you obviously won't really fly over the race course that's what i mentioned about marathon worlds where i raced like completely free because there was no pressure on my shoulders so this is for for example something i'm working on with my with the mental coach to not have too much fear of not yeah of not reaching my big goals um and as i said there are other big or little big details you can work on your mind and i i personally think often it's more a friend for me he's i think we are now very good friends actually so he's also telling me if he's heard or something and it's just listening to each other um but in the end he he helped me a lot i will be honest he helped me a lot i i had also yeah big fears and everything so yeah, very thankful to have him on my side. And yeah, it's, as I said, just another piece or puzzle you can work on. Well, uh, that's a very interesting answer. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And yes, at the end of the day, what you mentioned before, uh, it's being able to fit all the pieces together. And once they go in, you just have to write and, and enjoy. And uh, you've mentioned before you had some fears so I wanted to ask you, what has been the moment where you have most suffered uh, through your career? The moment where you have said, I can't do this anymore. If there has been a moment like that, I don't know. Mm, I think when I was a junior, yeah, first year junior, I made myself a lot of pressure because I won the, yeah, I won junior world series and everything. But then... I lost a race and that was, I finished second. Um, that was very, very hard for me because I wanted to make a perfect season. Um, and after that, 
the season, I mean, I, it was quite a funny season. I won every single race, that, but not World Champs or European Champs and one Junior World Series. And the European Champs and the World Champs were straight after the Junior World Series, the one I, the one I became second. So I think that was just, yeah, the, that was when the fear appeared, I will not succeed. And going into that off-season, I was very scared about my second year as a junior because I thought, okay, now I'm second year junior. Well, now I have to win. And then I was so scared about the start of the season. And I was near like, oh, I can't race because I'm so scared. And then there was Corona. <laughs> and we didn't race until August or until July. And that was like, of course... It was not like I was happy that there were no races, but for me, it was the best time to come because then I learned again the joy of just riding my bike because basically I went out every day just riding because, I mean, you didn't know when racing would start again, so there was no really specific training. So, I yeah, I went out for mountain biking and just enjoyed myself. And then once racing started again, I was hungry. I was hungry because I, I did not feel so much fear anymore because I I missed racing. And that's what, I mean, that's the positive for me about what I take out of Corona, that I learned that I need racing and I need the thrill of racing and I need that little bit of, yeah, of, of, of being scared before a race because that would makes it so, so... So How do you say it's like that makes it so precious? Yeah, I would say it's just that oh, I don't want to race. That's what I always, what you basically think before a race because you are a little bit scared. But then suddenly you switch and you say, I want to race and I want to win that race. So, yeah. Well, okay, uh, that that's an interesting and like you said in your case, uh, Corona came in quite quite well and it did help quite a bit. So that's really good. And then that year, just went ahead and won literally every single race. Uh, so uh, that was must have been interesting. And I wanted to ask you last year when you went into elite, like we said, you had been world junior, then the season right after world uh, champion uh, under twenty three. Did you have, well, you just told me you had expectations last year, but were you happy with the results? So, not really. Um, I'm still missing my that one World Cup win. I think it was a very unlucky season. So, the days where I maybe had would have had the legs, for example, at my home World Cup in Leogang, the luck was not on my side with, the, with that start crash. Um, then on other days, for example, Mons and Anne, I think I could maybe have maybe also been the front. Um, and But then, yeah, the rain just came in heavily and I made that stupid crash and lost about a minute or something. Uh, but I, it was one of my best starts I ever had the whole season. So, yeah, Mons and Anne was probably like the, the one big chance to reach the goal of winning a World Cup. But yeah, I mixed it up myself with sliding the grass down the hill and <laughs> just uh, like damaging my bike. So when I think about that, I'm still angry, to be honest. But I think it's good to be angry about 
because then you don't make mistakes two times. Um, as I said, it's not a bad season, but it's also that what defines me. If I don't have like the one goal or the goals I had on my mind, I didn't reach them. And even still, if it's a good season, but if I would be happy now with that, I would not be hungry to go deeper this winter or to go deeper in training or to look for more in, yeah, in small places like bike, nutrition or my mindset. Yeah, because if you are already happy with like what you have, then you w won't look for more. And that's why, I mean, it's now a big, like a big topic to start off, but I'm also really into different like mindsets, for example, Buddhism or I don't know. I mean, I'm religious, but I believe in God. But all I say is in Buddhism, you say you don't want something. Yes. Yeah? So you don't crave something. And that's something you can't really take into cycling. Because as I said, you have to want something very deeply and you also have to be afraid of losing something to be very ambitious and to go hard in training and everything. But what I take, for example, out of Buddhism to live in the now um, and to accept if something goes wrong or, or on doesn't go the way you wanted. So what I take out of 2022 is it's not what I wanted, but it takes the lessons and it's only a bad lesson if you do it twice. So I don't do the mistakes I did twice now and I will make 2023 just better. And that's what basically my big message of 2022, accept and go on. Well, uh, that's, that's inspiring uh, to call it one way. And it's very interesting, uh, the approach you have towards races and towards everything in life, really. And now I also wanted to talk about last year, I'm going to be a bit uh, critic here. You struggle a little bit with short tracks because you're more of a diesel rider instead of being very explosive. So how do you feel when after a race you didn't really have the position you kind of wanted uh, on the Sunday race? Uh, sorry? Uh, so on uh, last year on the World Cup, uh, short tracks, uh, I don't know if you enjoyed them, uh, but they didn't show your real racing because then you saw Mona on Sunday and she was a completely different rider. So I wanted to ask you, how is your feeling about short tracks? So Friday is not my favorite day yet. I will be honest. <laughs> short track day is not my favorite day yet. No, <laughs> it's just because it's so di completely different than what I am as a person. So no matter in what, what in life it is, I'm not good in starting something or I like to start slow and then go all in. Um, so that's what you can see in my lap times. <laughs> but yeah, short trick is just for me, uh, it's brutal because I'm also not a very aggressive rider, I would say. I don't really like to push someone aside with the elbows or to make myself a space to get around the corner in third position. So often I just break and then I'm suddenly 20. So I take it as a life lesson and say, okay, Mona, you don't break the next time you get to that corner. And if you crash, then you crash. 
So I think no matter what it is, you just have to get better in that and then you will get better in life. So that's something, for example, uh, a funny exercise my mental coach gave me. He said, go through the city and don't go away if someone comes like towards you. You just, just go straight. <laughs> and I said, okay, I try. And I can say I failed completely. <laughs> I failed completely. I, I can't do that. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that. And of course, I, I think I always will enjoy cross country more because that's just what I, why I started cycling and why I love cycling. But still, I'm, when I race, I want to be success, successful and I don't want to go on the start line. I don't want to go to the start line just to be on the start line. I want to be there to, and I want to know I can reach something great. And I think I showed that, for example, in Brazil, I really surprised myself. Um, I, I, became, I became fifth or, yeah, fifth in the short track, in my first short track, which was... Yeah, surprising for me, completely surprising. But as I said, there, there I raced freely, like with no pressure. Um, and I think that's what I really have to take into the next short tracks as well, to make make myself no pressure and just leave it all out there. And also now with the different type of training I did, I think I will just be able to go deeper and go faster and go harder. So. Yeah, we will see. Maybe, maybe you we will have another talk at the end of the year, and I will say, "Oh, I just want to race short track." Who knows? Well, uh, you never know. Like you mentioned uh, those changing philosophies and learning in life is very important. And at the end of the day, is what really matters, and what you end up uh, taking into account. So, thank you for sharing that. And it was something I was really curious about. And uh, one of the last questions. Is short track a big goal of yours this year? So the big goal is the overall. And for that, I have to do well in short track. Okay. So yes, it is a big goal to end up in that first aid. Um, and I also think I can do it if I just manage that very first few minutes. Because as I said, like after 10 minutes, normally I feel like better or going faster again and it's just that like the very very few minutes where i struggled or struggled because i hope that i solved solved the problem in winter um so yeah as i said when i go to the start line i want to win and it's the same in short track um i go there with the same mindset i go to the start and say i want to cross that line first even though even though it's maybe not really a high percentage i think if you believe then it could happen at some point um, and that's how i go in 2023 there's the overall that's the big goal um and then there are the smaller goals underneath like doing well in short track and winning some world cups in cruise country to get enough points to do that um yeah so in summary to answer your question, yes, I want to do very well in short track as well. Okay, uh, thank you for answering that. And uh, I think that's about everything I've asked. A lot, lot of questions. Uh, thank you for answering all of them, truly. And last question of the podcast, which I always do, 
is if you could give me a song to put at the end of the podcast. It can be a, any kind of song, something you enjoy listening to, something that hypes you up maybe or something that calms you down. Uh, whatever you want to put on is totally fine. Okay, so I put on a song. Uh, the, the song I listened to before my first Youth European Champions title because it gives me good memories. Um, it's called Stay from Set. And yeah, so it's stay. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Okay. So we'll leave everybody with that. Uh we'll leave everybody with stay from set. Uh thank you, Mona, for the interview. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you feel better and best of luck this season. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Make it on your own, but we don't have to grow up. We can stay forever Living on my sofa, drinking rum and cola underneath the rising sun. I could give a thousand reasons why, but you're going, and you know that all you have to do is stay a minute. Just take your time. The clock is ticking, so stay. All you have to do is wait a second. Do it.